Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. Before we go any further, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stay up to date with all that's happening in the Tan and J-Man Show Nation, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J-Man Show. Hope you guys enjoy this episode, so stay tuned. Welcome back to another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show, episode 222. It is my co-host's birthday today, so happy birthday there, T-Dog. Thank you, J-Man. Uh, got a lot of Big Ten basketball talk tonight. Hit me with that birdie bogey. Oh, quick out of the gate. Yeah, right away. Don't even let me get my... Give, uh, me, uh, give me some extra time to think about it. All right. NBA question. That doesn't help me at all. Who has the most triple doubles in their first six seasons since the NBA merger NBA ABA merger in 1976-77. Since 76-77, first six seasons. Yep. Who has the most triple doubles? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that. A few people came to mind. Oscar Robertson came to mind, but then you added the 76 thing. Um, That's a good question, though. I think so. There's a lot of of guys that should pop to your mind. Birdie Bogey brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. I think uh, somebody, also known as uh, Tanner's Dog, is hitting the camera for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> We're having an earthquake. I don't know what he's doing. Keep it rolling. <laughs> uh, we have some Big Ten basketball, as I said. Um, you want to just kind of recap the week? Purdue only had one game. Illinois only had one game. Um, who else? Indiana had two games. Um, but, I mean, it was just another week in the Big Ten. Another wild week. We say it every week. We sound like a broken record at this point, really. Uh, but um, we did see Michigan. The Michigan leader finally, finally came back, returned and played a game. Um, but you know, we also say this every week: it's so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You look at Nebraska this week; how they fared? Yeah, Nebraska played. They played four games. They're trying to days. get their games, and I give um, them credit. I was going to say you have to give them the credit; they haven't quit at Absolutely. all. Absolutely, they still they're playing very hard. I mean, they got blown out uh, on Monday night against Nebraska or against Minnesota, and then on Wednesday. Uh, they lost uh, by 13 to Wisconsin, but then they gave number six Illinois all they could handle. Illinois was very, very fortunate to come away with a win um, on Friday night, and then they followed it up Sunday by going into Penn State, who I think is a pretty good basketball team. Though they're seven and ten now, and uh, they knocked them off. So uh, credit Fred Hoiberg's squad for uh, sticking in it because it could have been very easy for them to just kind of throw in the towel. Because I mean, they'd lost. 25 Big Ten games in a row, and they finally snapped that streak. And then with missing three weeks as well. Uh, so credit them. Yeah, I think it's probably a wake-up call to the other 13 teams mm-hmm. and not take Nebraska lightly. Right. Uh, Illinois came out so flat on Friday night, which I was kind of expecting that. I mean, they got down 9 nothing, But you're supposed to play Michigan on Thursday. That gets wiped out because they're cowards, uh, Michigan is. they uh, Explain to the audience so, why they're calling them cowards. They were allowed to return to practice this past week. Um, They would have given them a few days to practice, but um, they said they didn't say this, but we know it's 
why they canceled the game is because they wanted more time to prepare mm-hmm. um, for games. And so that gave them a couple extra days to prepare uh, for Sunday's game against Wisconsin. But their women's basketball team, with the exact same set of circumstances, played that exact same night they were supposed to play. The men's team was supposed to play Illinois. Uh, so that's kind of fishy. Wish the Big Ten would step in and told them you have to play. Because now you're looking at them having to play so many games at the end of the year. You realize who you're hoping needs to step in there, right? Kevin Warren, I know. He's, <laughs> he's, he's the most worthless uh, guy this side of Rob Manfred. Um, <laughs> and that adds another game for Illinois at the end of the year, which they weren't supposed to have. Um, the Big Ten says nothing, and they should have made Michigan play on Thursday night. Uh, now, would Michigan have won that game? Potentially. But now we're looking at maybe Illinois doesn't even get to play Michigan. And Illinois finishes second in the Big Ten. I don't think Michigan should be eligible for the Big Ten I championship at all. They've missed all these games. Um, credit them, though, for coming back from 13 down at halftime, 12 down at halftime at Wisconsin, and coming back and winning by eight. Um, but still, they're going to have to make up all these games. And if Illinois doesn't get to play them, and Illinois finishes, say, a half game behind them, not fair to Illinois at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't think they should be eligible for the Big Ten regular season title, just the Big Ten tournament title. Big Ten tournament. Which, really, that's kind of – it seems like what teams celebrate more anymore is the Big Ten tournament title than regular season for whatever reason. However, if you win the Big Ten regular season, you're likely a number one seed, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, they the committee – Selected their top 16 right now. Two Big Ten teams were one seeds. We had a one that was a two seed. We had a one that was a four. Uh, was it just those four, Iowa, Illinois, um, Ohio State, Michigan, in that top 16? Wisconsin. Wisconsin was in that top they 16? They were a four. They were a four as well. Um, so, I mean, there's a very good likelihood we get two number one seeds in the Big Ten, which is just insane. Yep. Yeah. I. You know, I still, though, wouldn't be so – even though the Big Ten's – stronger than any conference out there it wouldn't shock me if they don't get a single team to make the final four 100 percent with you i just getting that yeah. feeling even even though there's a couple that are definitely talented enough mm-hmm. i do think there are a couple playing better than they really are um but how many how many teams do you think the big 10 will get in this year total um i don't want to do math in my head i think for sure teams that aren't going to make it you have penn state mm-hmm. nebraska northwestern mm-hmm. and i think michigan state is a, is the fourth that will not make it, and I think that's pretty sad. Oh, Maryland, uh, Maryland is in that like next four out kind of territory, so they're still on the bubble. Big win for um, them yesterday. Huge win for them at home against Minnesota. Minnesota just gets whooped on the road every single time, regardless they of who they're home, playing. But, uh, but they get huge wins at home. Um, I think Minnesota and Indiana are the two that are kind of like right there on the bubble. I saw Lenardi. I believe had Indiana as a 10. Um, they could not have afforded to get swept by Northwestern, and they should have really gotten beat on Wednesday Down, night. Down, what, six twice with a minute to go yeah. and win the and game? <laughs> Northwestern did what they have done all season um, outside of those first few games. Uh, blow it, and then they end up – Indiana ends up winning in double overtime. Indiana got punched in the mouth early at Ohio State and never could recover. On Saturday um, – Indiana's one of those teams, they're going to be sweating at the end of the year. When you look at their schedule, I'll pull up their schedule real quick. Um, They have Minnesota at home, Michigan State at home, then at Rutgers, Michigan at home, and uh, at Purdue. 
mean, that's a brutal schedule. They could lose four of their next five, and if mm-hmm. they lose four of their next five, I don't think they get in without a really good showing at the Big Ten tournament. I'm right there with you. I agree. It's going to come down to the wire. They've had so many opportunities to get big wins. I mean, they lost in overtime at Wisconsin. They lost in overtime at home to Illinois. Um, they beat Butler by – or, no, they lost in overtime at Florida State, I believe. I mean, if they could have just knocked off just even one of those teams, it would have been huge yep. for the resume. But uh, they haven't been able to do it. That's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, interesting week, like you said, around the Big Ten. Uh, Purdue played once, and it was a game. They lost up at the barn in the game. I felt like they should have won. Had a lot of similarities to their uh, game against Maryland. Just was that two weeks ago now? Yeah. Um, they were up five late, up six late with about a minute and a half left and uh, just couldn't close it out for whatever reason. Marcus Carr hit a miracle <laughs> bank shot three at the buzzer. Not yep. at the buzzer with 13 seconds yep. left, I believe. Then Travion Williams got called for a travel. Yeah, the um, I kind of look at it, you know, they lost those two, Maryland and Minnesota, which they probably should have won, or at least definitely could have. And then they, they stole two at Michigan State and at Ohio State, which sure. they probably shouldn't have won. So it kind of evens out. But at the same time, I'm greedy when it comes to my sports fandom, so I don't like to admit that um, everything evens out. But mm-hmm. probably did. Um, they got five remaining games, hopefully six. Hopefully they get a make-up date for the – Nebraska game at home. It looks like they're trying to get something worked out for February 22nd, which would be next Monday. Oh, that'd be interesting. Um, I think that's the date that would uh, would make sense for both programs. Um, they do play at Nebraska this weekend. They host the Spartans tomorrow for the second second time. Then besides those two, they have um, a uh, road trip to Penn State next Friday, Wisconsin at home, and Indiana at home. They've had... Uh a lot of road games already. Yeah, so fairly easy schedule. For oh, they got fe- for uh, February. Oh, they got well. Yeah. You know, their one one time opponents were pretty. They got pretty lucky. It was mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Michigan, Illinois, um, Iowa, Rutgers, and Northwestern. That's real lucky. Besides, uh, besides Northwestern, yeah. uh, you'd want them to play twice. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they've been pretty fortunate so far. Sure have. Got to beat who do you play though? Yeah, you got to you got to bring it every night in the Big Ten. We've oh, seen that. I yeah, mean, just I mean. You saw it on Friday night. Illinois didn't bring it at all. Yeah, luckily, I think it was more Illinois not bringing it than absolutely. Nebraska playing um, well, really. I mean, you look at all the numbers. I mean, Nebraska shot 38%. Yeah. Uh, Illinois shot 48%, but Illinois just didn't play very hard. They gave up, I think it was 20 second chance points. Um, they are very fortunate to win. Luckily, they had the best player, in my opinion, in the Big Ten on the court for them with Io DeSumo, who's starting to get – that uh, Wooden Award buzz yep. now where it's been Luca this whole time. Uh, but Io, you look at all his stats, he'd be the first NCAA players in 11 years to average over 21 points, six rebounds, and five assists on the season. First Big Ten player to do that since Evan Turner did it. I think he was the last player to do it. Anyway, um, and he's starting to get it. He plays great defense. Luca hasn't been playing that well down the stretch. He had eight points. On Saturday against Michigan State, but they blew Michigan State out. Didn't need it. Yeah, I missed that um, one. I thought I would win the close one. Like I they did, did the too. first matchup, one by thirty, and mm-hmm. to only get eight points from Luca Garza makes it even more crazy. Um, Rocket Watts left with uh, he wasn't feeling good, which didn't help Michigan State's cause. He wasn't a difference between thirty points. No, 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 no. It was an absolute whooping. Wonder if he'll play tomorrow. Uh, I have not seen anything about said it. Stomach issues. I was so. just hoping. To make sure that uh, Michigan State got to West Lafayette today. That's, that, that yeah. Was my, uh, that was my worry. I was going to say, we're uh, doing this show in the middle of a blizzard. So. Yeah. 
hopefully we keep power. Yep. Wouldn't be the first time we lost it. No, it wouldn't. Back in, back in the summer. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, good week. Now, this past week, the Big Ten has it is every, every single week. You see great games. Um, and I think they're just going to continue to beat the crap out of each other. It is just too bad there's no fans in attendance yes. during what's maybe the craziest Big Ten year we've ever seen. Um. Ken Palm, their conference rating would be the greatest rating in Ken Palm history. It, it would be the greatest conference ever on a Ken Pomeroy's website, which is just insane. Um, I mean, they're blowing out. I think it – I forget what year it was, but it was a Big 12 um, conference season that is the tops right now. And I think it was a few years ago, like 2014 or so. But, yeah, Big 10, just keep beating the crap out of each other. Love to see it. What games are we have on the docket this week? This week, Tuesday night, we have Nebraska at Maryland. Must win for Maryland if they're going to make the tournament. Yeah, Nebraska's got to feel pretty good about their yeah. past week, like we said. They're coming off a win. I didn't think they'd win any of their remaining games. They proved me wrong like uh, most teams do in the Big Ten. But I'm going to take the Terrapins at home. Maryland nine-and-a-half point favorites. They cover? Yeah, I'll say 11-point win. Michigan State, Sparty. Who you take them, Maryland? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I presume, but I don't. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State at Purdue. Yeah. Purdue got them the first time. Uh, didn't deserve to. Played the worst half of Purdue basketball I've seen in a long, long time in the first half. They have 16 points. Yeah. I think it was 31-16. And then Travion Williams outscored Michigan State by himself in the second half, including the game-winning buckets. Um, this Michigan State team's just not playing well right now. Uh, Purdue needs to make sure they can get two this week, and I, I think they get the first one tomorrow. Produce five and a half point favorite. They cover. Sure. Northwestern at Illinois. Who are you picking? I'm taking Purdue. Why do I keep forgetting? To, <laughs> why do I keep forgetting to uh, make a pick? You're kind of, you're kind yeah, of give me, give playing, me the boilers. Playing the role of moderator. Uh, boilers by seventeen. Oh, I'll buy seventeen. Mm. Where where can I sign? <laughs> Northwestern at Illinois Tuesday night. Uh, Illinois got behind by a bajillion the 15. first time, then won by a bajillion. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Illinois doesn't get behind this time. They roll the whole way. 20-point-plus uh, 20 plus, 20 point plus win for uh, Illinois. They're 13-point favorites. Uh, yeah, Northwestern got up 43-28 at halftime in uh, Northwestern about a month ago, and Illinois beat them 53-13 in the second half. Never seen anything like it. Um, Northwestern's a little different now. They go with a much bigger lineup than they did back then, which scares me because Illinois kind of struggled with Nebraska's length a little bit. Um, now I wouldn't say Northwestern's overly lengthy, but I mean they're starting Pete Nance at six ten, Ryan Young at six ten. You're gonna have a six six or six four guy guarding Ryan Young, which scares the bejeebers out of me. But uh, good word, thank you. But again, Illinois should be able to do whatever they want offensively, and I think Illinois covers that thirteen point spread. Wednesday night we have. Nebraska at Maryland yeah, again. Yeah, back to back. It's a really strange. weird. Um, they're just while they're out there, they're trying to get up their games in. So they're kind of. I'm, I'm guessing they will wear white jerseys one night as the home team, mm. even though it won't be on their court. Going to say that kind of uh, um, threw me off a little bit. Give me Maryland again, but it's hard to beat a team twice, especially back to back nights. We've seen it. All season teams have been doing this, and one team will beat a team by like 31 the first night and then follow it up and lose by 17 the next. Unless you're Valparaiso against Drake and you lose by four, then you whoop them the next yeah. night. Which um, which Valparaiso, did you, I'm sure you, you did see this. We were talking about this this weekend. They they are changing their nickname. They're yeah. getting rid of their nickname, the Crusaders. Any uh, potential? Uh, I know I their heard. high school nickname is the Vikings. I don't know the culture well enough in Valparaiso to know what would be fitting. I have no but, idea. Uh, 
came to surprise to me because most of the teams looking to change their nickname are Native American right. based. It's a whole political thing. Yep. That I don't want to get into. No, I was just. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they announced it mid-season. How often do they do that? So are they just not going by the Crusaders right I now? I think they will the rest, the rest of this year. Of I mean, it's a couple of weeks. They're not going to make the NCAA tournament. So sure. then probably yeah, mar- launch the marketing campaign in the offseason to try to decide what it is. Minnesota at Indiana, 9 o'clock Wednesday. Interesting game here. Uh, both teams need a win. Um, I think this was a close one, but uh, I think Indiana gets it done at home. I do too. This is a game they have to win if yeah. they want to be on the right side of the bubble come Selection Sunday, and I think they get her done, um, Indiana. Thursday night we have a uh, slightly interesting one, although I don't think one of these teams is very good. Uh, Wisconsin at home against Iowa. Yeah, Wisconsin, um, I thought they were a really good start of the year, and, and you, you called them out as being frauds right. at the start they of the year. They were frauds so, last year, and they so won the Big Ten. I, I, I give you um, compliments on that one. Yeah, they were just consistent somehow last year in the Big Ten. Yeah. Can't really figure that to, one out. They had an incredibly easy schedule, they did. which helped. They did, um, like Michigan has so far. Yeah. But um, Iowa, when they get rolling, they put up more points right. than anybody in the Big Ten, and uh, Shot well the other night. I think they keep the confidence and the hot shooting going into the Kohl Center and, and get it done. I agree. I think Wisconsin loses uh, second in a row at home. That would be, I think, their third or fourth home loss already this year. Uh, Wisconsin just struggles scoring. Um, Brad Davison's taking steps back every single year. Uh, Nate Reavers isn't that he good. He throws elbows. Yeah. Um, I cannot believe he did not get called for flagrant one at least yesterday. Um, I know it. He's the dirtiest, one of the dirtiest players in the Big Ten. The dirtiest is probably that Paul Mulcahy from Mulcahy. Mulcahy, is that his name, from uh, Rutgers? Yeah. That white guy with the with the headband. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I think Iowa gets it done fairly handily. That They say that game's on ESPN 3. That can't be. That can't be right. I was going to say it There's has no to way. be on one of the There's ESPNs. No Maybe they haven't announced ESPN or ESPN yeah. 2. Ohio State at Penn State. Ohio State continues to roll. Man. They're rolling. They're a one seed. I still scratch my head as how did Purdue beat this team twice? But uh, I'm going with my upset Big Ten oh pick of gosh. the week. I'm taking Penn State over Ohio State to I'm, shake things up. I'm doing the exact same thing. <laughs> That's what I was going to do coming in. And you ruined it for me. Uh, I'll go Ohio State just, uh, to, just to be a little I, different. I just have a weird feeling. I do too. I do, too. I mean, Ohio State's due. They've won I don't know how many in a row. And I, I think they are a good team. Don't get yes. me wrong. I don't think they're a one-seed good, no. though. They've just been in a really hot stretch. I but think Holtman can coach. That guy. Holtman's a really good coach. basketball coach. He's great at Butler. Really good at Gardner-Webb, too. I don't know why he got Could fired he there. be a uh, – I know we're getting a little off topic, but we got a, we got plenty Long of uh, <laughs> plenty show to go. So, could he be a potential fill-in when Roy Williams or Coach K retire from Duke or Ohio State? Absolutely. Duke or North Carolina, not Ohio State. I, I think absolutely. Ohio State's a really good job. Yeah. Um, but they I can don't, pay a lot, but. I, I wonder where he's from. I know. I, I feel like the Duke job is going to go to somebody who has Duke ties. John Shire. Uh, Chris Holman was born in Kentucky. Maybe if Coach Cal leaves, he would yeah. be. A, I, I could see Kentucky hiring Chris Holman and Kentucky fans throwing such a fit. It's because he's not a big name. Uh, then they, him winning just as much they, as Calipari has. They Tennessee it, essentially, with Greg Schiano, And now look at Tennessee um, hiring Josh Heupel. Um, yeah. Uh, Chris Holtman uh, went to Taylor. He was uh, just like John Gross. He played alongside John John Gross and Chris Holtman were on the same team at Taylor University. That's insane. Some connections there. Yeah. 
who did I pick? I picked Ohio State. Yes. Rutgers at Michigan. It's an interesting one. I want to take Rutgers, but I can't do it. I I'm taking Michigan. I'm taking Michigan as well. Saturday, if it comes up. Uh-oh. Internet going bad there, T-Dog? I don't know. Don't think so. I'll get her up on my phone here real quick. There you go. It says no games on this day, but that's not accurate. <laughs> Saturday, we have Michigan State at Indiana. Another big game for both teams. Um, man, I feel like Purdue could put the dagger in Michigan State season tomorrow yes. night, though, with a win, and if it's a convincing win. So I'm going to make Hoosier fans happy. I'm going with the Hoosiers twice this week. This will be the J-Man's Book It prediction of the week. I think Indiana goes 2-0. Yeah. Reverse psychiatry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just Michigan State at this point, they might just fold in the season. Um, Josh Langford's been there eight years, so he'll probably uh, want to continue to play He can play go back out. next year, too. I know. it. Since I think he can come back two more years just because he's had so many injuries. Uh, but, yeah, I think Indiana wins both games this week at home. They have to. If they can do that, they can breathe easy a little bit. have to. Well, yeah. I would think. It, it mainly staves off bad losses, quad two home losses. Uh, but, yeah, J- Tan and J-Man, blah, 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 J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. Travis.watchering at infb.com is his email. Book it. Get your veggies. Forgot to do that earlier. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Purdue at Nebraska. Uh, this game scares me. It's a 5.30 game. I was petrified. It's a 6.30 game. I mean, I'm really scared when uh, fans are in attendance, let alone not in attendance at Pinnacle Arena. But um, there was a reason I wanted to make sure to play Nebraska twice, and I think the performance gets Illinois. Hopefully wakes up the Purdue players and the coaching staff a little bit to what Nebraska could be capable of. If you go in there with your guard down, I think Purdue gets it done. I agree. Illinois at Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota will really need this one if they lose to Indiana early in the week. I think it's a knock-it-out, drag-out drag out, uh, type of game. Um, Illinois in a close one, though. Illinois beat Minnesota by 27 yeah. earlier in the year. They got up close to 40, much closer game. But I think Illinois kind of has that. Um, they've been winning a lot of close games lately, and I think they've... Minnesota won't get whooped at home. They no. did once. They did they've once, been, but... I mean, they blew out Michigan. They blew out Ohio State at home. Maryland's the only team to go uh, in there Maryland and blow them out. One. I think uh, it, it's nice to have the best player on the court and the sure. best closer in college basketball. Uh, that's why I have a hard time, and I've had a hard time all season picking against Illinois just for that fact. So uh, give me Illinois in a close Yeah. Sunday afternoon, huge one here. Number three, Michigan at number four, Ohio State. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I have the Buckeyes getting upset down in Happy Valley against Penn State. If that happens, they're going to be pretty upset. Uh, This is a rivalry game, even though the rivalry is a lot bigger in football, of course. Give me the Buckeyes at home. Give me the Buckeyes at home as well. Michigan's due for a loss. This is really the first time they've played a – Besides Wisconsin, a quality team away from home. Uh, give me the Buckeyes. Maryland at Rutgers. Big one here for potential bubble uh, implications. Maryland at Rutgers. I like the boys in Piscataway. Give me the Rutgers. I do too. It's a tough place to play. Obviously much tougher with fans in attendance. 
Uh, but Rutgers playing pretty good basketball right now. Penn State at Iowa. I uh, gave Penn State the luxury of an upset early in the week against Ohio State, but that was at home. They don't get it done at Iowa. Iowa continues think, to get on a little hot streak. I think Iowa rolls um, at home. Interesting one here, Wisconsin at Northwestern. I got Wisconsin. Give me Northwestern. Upset. Um, I don't like this Wisconsin team. Great guard is Bruce Weber. Okay. He had great success early. Now he's getting his players. I mean, I know he won a Big Ten title last year, um, so credit him. But, man, I just not a big believer. No, we can tell, which is fine. I'm trying to find top 25 games here, and I'm going to have to do it on my phone again because pick some top 25 games real quick. Tonight, big one, Virginia at Florida State. Virginia's starting to hit their stride. Uh, yes. Florida State's pretty good, too, though. Both teams are good defensively. But uh, give me the defending national champs, the uh, Virginia Cavaliers. Florida State's two-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, they had to squeak one out in overtime against Wake Forest over the weekend. Um, man, I think Florida State's athletes too much for Virginia. Give me All Florida right. State. Tuesday night, any interesting matchups? Not really. <laughs> Wednesday night, Texas at Oklahoma. Texas is starting to falter a little bit. Yeah, um, I mean, they've been having a pretty good season up to date. Uh, Oklahoma, one of the better stories in college basketball mm-hmm. probably. I mean, Long Kruger, if he's not, he should be in conversation for National Coach of the Year. And they keep getting a majority of the wins on the road. Um, I've picked against Oklahoma too much this year and been wrong. I'm taking the Sooners. I mean, Oklahoma as well. At home, they have fans in attendance. At least it sounds like they have fans in attendance. I've watched a few of their games this year. Uh, but give me Oklahoma. Kansas State's 5-17. and Got to be the last year of Bruce Weber, doesn't it? I would think so. I mean. Unless they don't want to make a change during the pandemic, uh, which would be understandable. But, man, that's bad. He's still a coach that could go get another job somewhere else if he wants yeah. to continue. I don't Drop know. Down it might be. Uh, go back to Southern maybe, Illinois. Yeah. Um, well, who are they, they playing? They play Kansas. I, this Kansas team's not the Kansas team we've seen the last – 15 years, but they still have a lot of talent. Too much for Kansas State to overcome. Even though it's a rivalry game, remember that got very chippy last year where um, yes. players were ejected and went in the stands <laughs> fighting. But uh, give me the Jayhawks. Yeah, give me the Jayhawks as well. This is always a fun one in the – is this the West Coast Conference where Gonzaga plays? Yes, WCC. Um, always a really good matchup. It's in Gonzaga, and this team's only 11-6 and six this year, but St. Mary's at Gonzaga. Yeah, they're usually full of a uh, bunch of Australian players. Yeah. St. Mary's. Matt Della Vadova. Who um, else? Uh, Patty Mills. Is that uh, the other one? Yeah, don't forget about uh, Ben Allen. Top 10 oh, player yeah, in the world. Top 10 player in the world. According to Indiana fans <laughs> on their message boards back in the day. But uh, give me Gonzaga pretty easily. 15 plus. This Gonzaga team just too good. They're going to be undefeated going into the tournament. So, Yeah, I would venture to say they finished the season undefeated the entire season. I, I wouldn't be uh, mad about that. Quite a few good matchups here on Saturday. We have at noon, Virginia Tech ranked 18th at number 16, Florida State. I haven't seen Virginia Tech play at all. You were um, hitting on earlier how athletic Florida State is, which they always are. Leonard Hamilton's teams are always athletic. Just because I haven't seen Virginia Tech play a minute, I'm taking Florida State. I'm going to take Virginia Tech just because Chester Frazier is an assistant there There you go. Why not ties? (laughs) Texas Tech at Kansas. I picked Kansas to win earlier this week. I do like the way this Texas Tech team plays. But I think Kansas has a big week and gets it done at home. I agree. Do you see Chris Beard, um, his tirade when he got kicked out of the game last week? 
I, I saw it being mentioned, but I never did see it. <laughs> he, 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 like, fell on the ground and was doing a whole bunch of stuff. It was yeah. pretty funny. Number 13, West Virginia at number 12, Texas. Country roads. West Virginia coming off a loss at home, home to the upstart Oklahoma Sooners. To um, the place. Give me Texas. I belong. West Virginia. Please stop singing. <laughs> Taking West Virginia. All uh, ranked matchups pretty much are in the Big Ten on Sunday, so that'll do it for... Uh, Butler at Xavier on Sunday. Uh, not Butler. <laughs> They're bad. And uh, Notre Dame, who do they play on Saturday? They're at Syracuse. Give me Syracuse. Syracuse right on that bubble. I find myself rooting against Alan Griffin. but um, Notre Dame's starting to get some wins. They're not on the bubble. They still got a losing record, but they are starting to play a little better. But they beat Miami um, over the weekend. But I agree. Over. I take Syracuse and Xavier. This episode of the Tan and J-Man Show is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a hand-crafted cocktail, The Damn Landing is the place to be. Dam Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitou that focuses on freshness and quality. The Dam Smoke is here every single weekend. It features barbecue and steaks. In addition, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitou in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, probably won't be doing that tonight. A little chilly. Whether it be boats or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be. Located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. So all over the weekend, they had the heart-shaped pizzas, like a lot of places that were. Their pizza. pizza. I'm telling you, I ate a whole large by myself. <laughs> I was there to witness it. No joke. <laughs> Didn't feel great for like the next two days, but. That was uh, all meats pizza, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Got a little acid gotta reflux go. going. Gotta go meat lovers. No, I can survive the acid reflux because the pizza was so Yeah, they do have tasty pizza. So if you never had a pizza from the damn landing, gotta get I it. suggest you get one. Want to be educated? Always. On this day, February 15th, Tanner's birthday. Woohoo. Happy birthday. Woohoo, 29. Yeah, last year <laughs> in my 20s. Uh, the third Olympic Games, Winter Olympic Games, were closed on this uh, day in 1932. Where was that at? I, um, it's it's uh, American US, oh, USA. Oh, um, let's go Salt Lake City, Lake Placid. Dang it, New York. <sighs> um, did you ever see that movie, Lake, Lake Placid, about the alligator? I was gonna say, wasn't that a scary movie? Yeah, no, well, I didn't see they it. called it scary. It wasn't real I scary. can't imagine it's too scary. It's weird. It's as scary as Jaws is. Jaws. I bet you. I wish I could go back in time and watch Jaws when it first came out. I bet it was terrifying. Everyone said it was like the scariest movie ever. My I dad. Wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, want to go in the ocean. My dad was telling me he didn't want to go in pools. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, pe- people were like just scared to go in water. Oh, I would have been. I would have been too. Yeah. Nope. I still don't really like going to the ocean that much. Speaking of my dad, he stepped on a stingray one time and got Ouch. stung. 2002. Clear water. I thought I say jellyfish. No. I've held a jellyfish before. Give me superpowers. That's false. Uh, let's see. 1963, the first U.S. female world figure skating champ. Tenley Albright. Never heard of her. A lot of uh, Winter Olympics here. Yeah. 1964, Bill Bradley scored 51 points for Princeton. It's a good he, game uh, before the three-point line. Yeah. Basketball player and U.S. Senator Bill Bradley. I wonder if that's the highest single-game performance in Princeton history. It's got to be. You th- Unless you Austin think. Crozier broke it. No, he played Providence. I'm sorry. I got those two. A little different. You got an Ivy League school. Yeah. 
He played with, yeah. Um... 1972 newly formed NHL franchise New York Islanders hired Bill Torrey as their first uh, general manager. Now they're ro- located in Brooklyn. Are they? Hmm? The Brooklyn Islanders or the Brooklyn something else? They still, I think, are go by the New York Islanders, but they're located in Brooklyn now. Oh, they're just located now. in Brooklyn. They moved. I was going to say, I don't remember that being a thing. You know? 1973 Friendsville Academy, Tennessee ends 138-game basketball losing streak. I bet they partied. I bet they had a heck of a celebration. Friendsville, USA. Where's that at? Tennessee. Oh, he said Tennessee. 1976, the 12th Winter Olympics closed in what country? Russia. Innsbruck, Austria. I'm not good at my Winter Olympic knowledge. I'm not good with Summer Olympics either, though. 1976, the 18th Daytona 500 was ran... Played. Run. Run. Yeah, yeah. David Pearson makes contact with Richard Petty just yards away from the finish line into a wall and into the infield. Petty stalls while Pearson restarts to win. Can you imagine how P.O.'d Petty was? He's probably going to kill him. I thought you were going to ask me who won. I was going to guess Petty because, I mean, back in the day, that's a uh, safe guess for about every race. Yeah. Can you imagine how not happy he was afterwards? I'm sure he had a few choice words. I, I bet he threw his helmet at the race car. Might even punched him. Back then, they could get away with a lot more fighting than now. I want to punch you. (laughs) No thanks. Speaking of punching, 1978 Leon Spinks beats Muhammad Ali in 15 for heavyweight boxing title. Never heard of him. Muhammad Ali didn't uh, lose too often, did he? No. 1980, Wayne Gretzky, the great one, shares a birthday with me, assists on NHL record-tying seven goals. He's incredible. I mean, just look at his stats someday. It's mind-boggling. 1981, who won the 23rd Daytona 500? 81? Mm-hmm. Let's go with uh, Bobby Allison. Richard Petty. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was like, you know, it's not going to be Petty this time. I said earlier, it's always yeah. a safe guess. Nah, I'm going with somebody else. Darn. Let's see. Who won the 1987 Daytona? 87? Mm-hmm. We'll go Earnhardt Sr. Bill Elliott. Gosh, dang it. Um, 1990, on this day, baseball owners locked out the players. I don't think it lasted too long. On this day in 1991, Troy State, now just Troy, sets NCAA, they were Division Two at this time, record with 103 points in the second half. Wow, that's a lot of scoring. Yeah. A lot of threes made. On this day in 1994, Tom Barrasso becomes winningest U.S.-born goalie in NHL history. Who did he play time. for? Does it say uh, who, who he was playing for at the time? Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. 1996 is a good one. NFL coaching maestro is what this says. Bill Belichick is fired by the Cleveland Browns, finishing his Browns coaching career with a record of 36-44. and 44. Then he'd be assistant on the Patriots, I believe. And then he and then was the Jets. Jets for like a day? Yeah. I think he was assistant on the Patriots. I could be wrong. Who won the Daytona 500 in 1998? 98. Senior. Senior won. He was one and only. One. Snapped a 59 well, race winless streak. That was like the only thing he hadn't done up to that day. Um, who won the MVP of the 2004 NBA All-Star Game? Oh, four. NBA All-Star Game. 
Who can you give me? Who won East or West? West. West won. Let's go with Tim Duncan. Shaquille O'Neal. Pretty good guess, though. Dang it. I couldn't see Tim Duncan being very good in an All Star <laughs> game. I think he had one All Star MVP though <laughs> Bank, at one time. So banking in baseline fundamental jumpers. elbow jumpers. I should yeah. say. Who won the forty sixth Daytona five hundred in two thousand four? Oh four. It's one of two guys. They're with Gordon Junior. I, I knew it was one of those two. <laughs> one one in oh three. One in oh four. Dang it! And I'm a Junior fan. That's. Wow, I'm embarrassed. The West won the NBA All-Star Game in 2009. Who won MVP? It was co-MVPs. The West in 2009? Mm-hmm. Kobe? Yep. Who else was good in the West in 2009? That can't be right. Kobe might be right, but this guy, I don't think this guy. Shaq? Yeah. That makes sense. He, he played for the Suns in 2009? Yeah? Yeah. But they said he played for the Lakers. He wasn't on the Lakers in 09. Oh, I want to see, does it? I think he was on Phoenix. Yeah, he, he was on Phoenix in 08, 09. So I don't know if he they won co-MVPs or not. Hey. Who won the 2009 Daytona 500? Oh, man. 09? It was a shortened race because it was called off with 48 laps to go because of a rainstorm. I've heard, I've heard of this fella. Is that Jimmy McMurray? Matt Kenseth. Jeez. I used to be so good in NASCAR trivia. Embarrassment. 2018. On this day, Denver's Serbian center Nikola Jokic records fastest triple-double in NBA history. 14 minutes and 33 seconds. He's a triple-double machine, man. Um, He finished with 30 points, 15 rebounds, and 17 assists. He recorded a triple-double in 14 (laughs) minutes. He's a machine. That's insane. That's going to do it. He was a second-round pick. On this day. And the On This Day segment, like it is every week, is brought to you by Performer Print House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Performer Print House has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company. Give them a call today at 574-210-3815. I was actually dabbling on there site today looking at some stuff to potentially order man they have a lot of things mm-hmm. don't be looking at my word association not, i just brought I'm it not. up so uh, they have a lot of things i mean they got water bottles like j-man's holding here he's holding the first federal savings bank water bottle they got tablecloths for like your expo event pens um anything promotional you want um tumblers uh, mugs banners notepads Coasters for your drinks, uh, stress balls, any, I mean, anything. Ooh, I they, need a stress ball. They, their catalog online is like 100 pages. So. Mm-hmm. Some college basketball news. Um, Duke's best player, Jalen Johnson, opted out of the season. That it's won't help a, their. Uh, quite a mess there. That in, won't uh, help their NCAA tournament hopes. No, they're done. Um, been quite a mess there in uh, Durham. Durham? They're not in Durham. Yeah. Durham? Yeah. I was going to say Chapel Hill, but that's North Carolina. Yep. And then you have uh, Salem, I think, Wake Forest, Raleigh's North Carolina State, Tobacco Road. They're all four, like, 20 miles apart. All four schools. Interesting. Yeah. You ready for some word association? Yes, I'm looking for forward to this one. those who haven't tuned in before, I give him one topic or person or 
really anything. And uh, you have to give me a one-word stream of consciousness answer. This one's going to be a fun one because you hate all these people. Oh, great. On my birthday. <laughs> Kelvin Sampson. Cheater. <laughs> Tom Coverdale. Alcoholic. I knew that was what you were going to say. Will Sheehy. Flex. Yeah. Ugh. Cody Zeller. Han- handsome. The big handsome. The big yep. handsome. Yep. He's got the same hairline yep. as me now. Respect. <laughs> Tom Cream. Clap. Diet Coke would have been a good one. Uh, that would have been a good one. Victor Oladipo. Traitor. I was going to say, I, I don't know if you hate him more from his Indiana days or the, what he did to the Pacers. No, nah, I mean, he killed Purdue. I mean, he killed everybody in college, but it was more what he did to the Pacers, man. He, he did the same thing Paul George did. Yeah, I mean, kind of did. said pretty much the city didn't show him anything. The city backed him after his injury unlike they have any athlete. All right. He did him dirty. Mm-hmm. Christian Watford. Shot. Shot. I, yeah. I had no problem. And these are all like, these are what I would have said, too. Uh, Bracey Wright. Haven't heard that one in a while, have you? Underrated? He's yeah, a pretty good pretty player. Good. I don't know. I, I Yeah. No, I, he, he wasn't even the best player on his high school team, looking mean, back. Yeah. Darren, Darren Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah. I don't need. Yeah. That's a good one. I, Dane Fife. Dirty. <laughs> Dirtiest player I've ever seen in the Big Ten. <laughs> oh, man. I, I remember being young, like, Third or fourth grade, watch him play Wisconsin, and the, every the other eight players on the court are ahead of the play, so the refs included, and Fife and this Wisconsin guy are on the ground, and the guy, Wisconsin guy is getting up to try to run down the court. Fife grabs him by the ankle and pulls him down on his face. Yeah, no, I mean of course no call because the refs weren't around. He Grayson Allen, dirty man. Do you know he was assistant coach for Purdue for two weeks? Fife was was never officially announced. He was on campus. And Can then he got offered the Michigan State job and left. Can you imagine if he was on Purdue sidelines I right know, now? It's be so he's, weird. He's been at Michigan State probably. A, yeah, this was like 2012 ish. I was going to say eight to ten years. Now? He and Matt Painter are good friends. Hmm. But I don't I w- think he'll. Uh, yeah, I wonder because he was at IPFW, right? For, yes, he was. I wonder if he's just holding out for his other retire, kind of like a Josh McDaniel situation. I bet that's one. Scenario, always just waiting for a big job to come calling. Indiana None could have, be. Though. I don't know why Indiana come up would next. I, I mean, I think, would Indiana fans like that? I think a lot of them would. He has so much less experience than even Archie right. Miller. You're right. You know, and they hate Archie. I think, well, here's a question for you. Would their fan base like that? And this is a question for Indiana fans, not really us, but would they like that hire better than Alford? Probably. I feel like Alford's mm. kind of spurned him a couple times. So. Well, Alford, the star, has completely dimmed on him for it dimmed yeah. eight years ago when he left New Mexico. Yeah. And didn't do a whole lot at UCLA and then got canned. In Nevada, um, he's so, yeah, so, so, so so far. He inherited a pretty good situation there at Nevada. Yeah, he did. Musselman did a good job. Yeah, he's doing a really good job at Arkansas mm-hmm. now, too. Uh, but... I can't imagine many Indiana fans wanting Alford at this stage no. of his career. Well, you know, a lot of IU fans always think they can get Stevens, um, Billy Donovan, whoever they last want. Time. So I don't know. You, you know, coaching searches a lot of times, more times than not, unless you're a certain handful of schools, you don't get your first choice. So right, and Indiana is not as big of a job as they once were. No. Um, they fired Tom Crean after a bad year, which he, I mean, they went to the NIT, which, so they were okay. Um, but I think just, it spurns more back to only get into the sweet 16 with that 
team. Yeah, it does. That kind of when people soured on, but they came out of nowhere just what a year or two before that yeah. and won the Big Ten and went to the Sweet Sixteen. Then, I mean, they've been to three Sweet Sixteens since he won two Big Ten championships and made three Sweet Sixteens in since two thousand twelve. Yeah. So I mean. It's a lot better than what Archie's doing. Archie's going to be on the hottest of seats next year. Yeah, I don't think he gets fired this year, even either. if they don't make the tournament, but I agree. I think their schedule sets up for them to make the tournament, though. Yeah. Um, they're, they're probably going to be sweating it, but I just don't think they're that good of a basketball team. No. He hasn't done a good job, really. I mean, they have really good defense, but they just don't have the good good enough guards. I mean, the player development's been and really bad And he's losing there. out on a lot of the top in-state recruits now. Yeah. I mean, so, Painter's getting them, yeah. which that hadn't been the case. He's for even a while. getting them, get, got one in Indiana's backyard. Yeah. That never happens. No. So, shifting to Notre Dame, oh. Brian Kelly. Mean. <laughs> Red face, yelling, <laughs> quarterback, yelling. I said that a lot nicer than my mom would, I bet you. <laughs> Jimmy Clausen. Ostrich. Yeah, he kind of had that hair, didn't he? Yeah, the spiky hair. I mean, have you seen Ostrich right next to Jimmy Clausen? It's uncanny. Well, he was probably their best quarterback they've had. Brady Quinn. Yeah, I forgot about Brady Quinn. But he he did have good numbers as junior. He was like thirty-one touchdowns, five picks. Or something yeah, he had like a that. really good year. He should have jumped. But his team went six and six. Yeah. Speaking of six and six, Mister Six and Six, Charlie Wise. Heavy. <laughs> I was at. Me and our buddy Camo, I went with his family, his dad and his brother, to Notre Dame Navy. And it was the game, the first time Navy had won there. 2008? Long time. Mm -hmm. And after the game, we're walking out of the stadium, and this guy just screams, Charlie Wise, Coach of the Year! Love it. It was awesome. He just got done paying the guy's contract like two years ago. That Notre Dame team was loaded, you look at it. I mean, Manti, Manti Teo was a uh, – he was a freshman. Yep. Uh, Michael Floyd. Yep. Uh, Golden Tate. Yep. Jimmy Clausen. Yep. Kyle Rudolph. Yep. Uh, Harrison Smith. Yep. Loaded. Yeah, I'm sure and they, they had some other defensive yeah, sure. linemen and offensive yeah. linemen. Six and six. Yeah. It's, Not good. Yeah, he was – he got into those two BCS games those first two years, and after that it was mediocre. Yeah. Kyle Rudolph. Lost me money. Uh-huh. Lost me Wendy's. So 2009. Yep. I bet Tanner that if Purdue beats Notre Dame, I will pay for his Wendy's trip each of the next ten times. Yep. Which we've we've far eclipsed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We've we we, month. we eclipsed it last year. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, Purdue was winning the whole game. Notre Dame drives down. Was it fourth and goal? No, it was going to be third and goal. But Notre Dame, Jimmy Clausen was calling to clock the ball, and Danny Hope freaks out, calls timeout. <laughs> and then that gave them time to set up their play, and um, they scored a touchdown on fourth down. Yeah. So, yeah, still – and that kind of – Kyle Rudolph caught the touchdown. Yeah, yeah Purdue fan, fans and Danny Hope's relationship was never the same. Three games into his tenure, <laughs> never the same. Man, Ty Invisible Girlfriend. Catfish. Catfish. That's good. That look good. I wanted to put, like, all people you just didn't really No, that's like. a good one. I I, uh, I was a little nervous when I was putting it together. didn't know what you were going to say. I'm going to have to do something similar to you next yeah. next week. But I'm glad you brought that list up because an uh, interesting thing I ran across Twitter today, there was this guy that I'm guessing he was doing a study for school or some research or something. He wanted to know what everybody's least five favorite sports teams were. They could be college pro combination of both, and where they were from. 
So what are your least five favorite sports teams? One through five, with one being the your least favorite. One, St. Louis Cardinals. I, I figured that was one. Number two, man. As of right now, I mean, maybe I'm sure it's as changed, right you know, a little bit, but now. like as of right now, February fifteenth, twenty twenty one. I hate, I hate the Cincinnati Reds. Number two, I hate them. Hate them. You're gonna get a text message right when a certain listener listens. I'll to probably this. get one for this one too. I hate Purdue football. I'm sorry. Hate them. Had to hear about how great Jeff Brom is for four years now and hasn't done anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, it came from a dumpster fire, so I'll still. Yeah, now I'm he's turned it back into a dumpster. Oh fire. no, nine and thirty-three in four years. My <laughs> God, losing to. Yeah. Okay. Um, number four. Number four. Number four. I hate the Jets. Interesting. I can't stand the Jets. The media. That's all they talk about is the Jets. Couldn't care less about the Giants there. No, and they're it's the all winners. the Jets. And Jets haven't done anything forever. Yeah. Um, I hate the Jets. I don't like the Colts either. But I don't hate the Colts as much as I used to. Number five is a tough one. Northwestern basketball. Interesting list. Can't stand Northwestern basketball because the media, all the Big Ten media, it feels like, has <laughs> went to Northwestern, yeah. and yeah. they were just all over Chris Collins three, four years ago when they went to the tournament. Don't say a word about Northwestern now because they're garbage, and Chris Collins needs to be fired, but hate them. My five is pretty predictable. Yeah. Indiana basketball one. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame football two. Sure. Indiana football three. Sure. Las Vegas Raiders four, and sure. Kansas City Chiefs five. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty sad. It, it was pretty easy for me. I'm like, the next would probably be the Red Sox, but they're like a distant six from five for me. So what about the Mets? They haven't okay, done anything. No, I mean they did make the NLCS a couple of years ago, but I hate the Brewers too. And the media doesn't give the Mets any publicity no. except when Tim Tebow comes to spring <laughs> training. Goodness gracious! <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm trying to think of another team I really don't like. I mean, Michigan State. Michigan State basketball is probably number six for me, honestly. Yeah, I, I just don't, don't like, like them. I don't like Wisconsin basketball. I hate Wisconsin fans. There's a lot of basketball uh, programs. Nebraska football's climbing pretty quick. I would say they're my second least favorite in the West. I I still dislike Minnesota more than Nebraska. Really? Mm-hmm. Take out um, take out the Jets and put um, Iowa athletics. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Football. I don't mind football as much because they've been good for so long. But basketball. I don't think anyone really likes Fran, and it's fun to root against yeah. him. No. Good, good, good yeah. conversation. Good uh, this episode is also brought to you by Circle 15 Golf. It is a brand focused on bringing tour-quality products and experience to the everyday golfer. Built on 25 years of tour experience featuring the Genesis Glove, the most durable and comfortable glove available on the patented Glove Hub, the first and only glove humidor on the market. Find them at circle15golf.com. Tanner did a phenomenal interview last <laughs> week. Uh, with PGA Tour golfer Chris Smith, who is Circle 15 Golf. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great interview. He's a great storyteller from Rochester, Indiana. Um, played at Ohio State, won a PGA Tour event um, back in 2003. Yeah. 2003. So, great interview. 2002. 2002. Check it out. Um, he, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it was a fun interview. It's about an hour 27 minutes long. A lot of people are like, wow, that's a long interview. I could have easily no. gone longer. Easily. Um, he's a good storyteller. His delivery of stories is is really what makes him a good storyteller. And 
and it's just not every day I get to talk to a professional athlete right. who has 25 years of experience on a, you know, been playing on a professional league. And uh, I'm really excited about Circle 15. They keep coming out with great products. They came out with a hat now, Circle 15 hat. You can get online right now. Um, their color right now is just a black hat, but look for some limited edition ones around major time. For the majors, they're going to have some limited edition styles or colors. But there's two different styles. You can get it in a um, snapback or a flex fit right now. So like it. it's a really sharp hat. Um, I'm a big hat wearer, so I'm going to make sure to get myself one of those. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't checked out my uh, Chris Smith interview, please go listen wherever you're listening to this podcast. Or you can watch it on our YouTube page or our Facebook page. It's on both of those as well. And, uh, yeah, just very neat to sit down and talk with them and, and really – just see his passion for the game of golf and, you know, growing up around the game and growing up in the small community that mm-hmm. you and I live in. And, and his time at Ohio State, I had never asked him previously really too many questions about his time at Ohio State or why he chose Ohio State. And he had some good stories about some recruit, recruiting visits he took in Stillwater for Oklahoma State and down in Auburn. Um, so, yeah, it was, yeah. it was really enjoyable, and I'm glad we got it done. I've been teasing it and kind of promoting it for a while. Glad we were able to sit down and finally – finally get it done hopefully we can do some more interview interviews with some other athletes and sports personalities going forward lebron james lebron james might be a little out of our pay grade uh, but all we all we all we can do is ask all, all the agent can do is yeah he could just ghost us and not say anything yeah. i was gonna say all which would do be what happens politely say no but no they would they would ghost us but if there is somebody you would like to see us try reasonably somebody you'd like to see us try to get on the show please let josh right know and we'll see if we can make it happen watching the nba at all no me either <laughs> no so i just brought up the standings here utah is leading the west at 22 and 5 you told me that the other night and i'm like wow donovan mitchell's having a great year i mean you have the lakers and clippers who i think most people would th- think would be way up there as well the uh, phoenix suns 17 and 9 they have the four spot right now chris paul's been a great addition for him i forgot he's there um, devin booker obviously a really good yeah. player just really good franchise there um san antonio spurs are playing better 16 11 pop's a good coach yeah um kind of disappointing start for the memphis grizzlies so far yeah thought they'd be a little better they're 11 11 a lot of season left not that we'll really talk about the nba much denver's a little disappointing too oh, they're, they're very disappointing seven spot they're 15 11 that's a team that got to the western conference finals last year yeah. and their problem has been from what i've seen on my twitter is like the third quarter they come out flat after halftime almost hmm. every game which bites them the East is filled with a bunch of mediocre teams. Like it is every like year. Like every year. Philadelphia's winning at their 18-9 right oh, now. Oh, a year late for my predictions. Uh, Milwaukee and Brooklyn's right there. Brooklyn's a little disappointing as well. How unlikable is Brooklyn? Incredibly. They have three of the most unlikable athletes on the same roster. I'm surprised they've won as many games as they have because there's not enough basketballs going around. Yet they're coached by one of the most unselfish players in NBA history. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Knicks. Are tied for the sixth spot. I know, they, I know they are doing well for once, but that's a team that gets well, on my nerves. They're thirteen and fifteen, and they're tied for the sixth spot. They're doing well for them. That's how pathetic the East is. They're doing well for them, but that's a team that gets on my nerves because ESPN hypes them up all the mm. time. And outside good. of the Cowboys, they're the most overhyped, overrated franchise in sports. Book it. Yes. The cellar dwellers. We have the Minnesota Timberwolves and uh, Washington Wizards. With Russ Westbrook, Bradley Beal needs out of Washington. Yes, um, sounds did like. You, did you see Russell Westbrook airball that free throw? It was real bad airball. I mean, most airballed free throws are bad, but uh, this one was way. You short. don't expect to have a superstar guard like him. Sounds like um, 
Blake Griffin's asking himself out of Detroit. Yeah, They're real bad. It's been longer than I thought. I thought I, I thought he would ask for a trade sooner than now. Yeah. So that's our NBA recap. Did you watch any of the Daytona 500? Didn't watch a second. Me neither. It got over literally past midnight. They didn't start running it till like 9 because of the weather. Yeah. I thought they were going to have to run today. Did not know that. But uh, crazy uh, final lap wreck. Um, and that kind of shortened the race. So, that, well, shortened it by they had a yellow, white checkered flag, and and the guy who was last winning won the race, and I was trying to bring up his name to confirm it. Uh, I know it's uh, Michael. I want to say McDowell. The guy who won the Daytona yeah. 500? I, got, I can't get anything going on my computer, so I think it's Michael McDowell I want to see. Me either. So, Wi-Fi is done. But... Um, yeah, I, I usually try to watch it a little bit of the Daytona 500. I did not this year. I did watch a little golf, though, over the weekend. Jordan Spieth was 54-hole leader going into yesterday, but still looking for that uh, first PGA Tour win in the last three years as a Daniel Berger, fellow American, got it done yesterday. Just played really well. I didn't watch a golf yet. Yeah, so, well, it was different watching it. This, this year's usually the – or the this tournament, the AT&T – Pro-Am at Pebble Beach is usually a fun one because you got the amateurs. Especially on Saturday, they always focus on the amateurs playing on Saturday, and there was no amateurs this year because of the pandemic. So it wasn't as entertaining to watch. But but it's uh, golf season's still hot and heavy. They have uh, It's going to heat up even more here over the next few months. Yeah, they're in California next week, and then they go to the Florida Swing, and then come August, Augusta. August? April. <laughs> Augusta, <laughs> August, Augusta, April. Can you imagine how hot it is there in August? Oh, yeah, that course didn't even open in August. <laughs> I was so. say. That was partially my fault there. So, You ready for the birdie bogey? Yes, I have two guys' names in my head. Since the ABA-NBA merger, 1976-77, who recorded the most triple doubles in their first six seasons in the league? <laughs> Russell Westbrook. No, he's not in the top five. No, that's cool. Um, Jason Kidd. He's fourth with, uh, or tied for fourth with 31. I think you'll get it this week. I don't know. LeBron? No. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. I don't know. Magic Johnson. Should have known that. <laughs> 70. <laughs> wasn't even, Magic wasn't even on my N- radar. Nikola Jokic? Who we were just talking about? Yeah. He's in second place with 47. I bet you $1,000 Luka Doncic passes all of those Luka, guys. Luka, he's in third already with yeah, 32. he's passing them. The other guy tied with Jason Kidd, Ben Simmons. So three of these guys are young studs in the league right now. I thought for sure West, Westbrook had that season where he averaged a triple-double. <sighs> I think you'll get it this way. Give him another bogey. I would feel bad for a game, man, but I'm just extending that lead. Really, he stayed the same. Yeah, he was coming in the last week. up, J-Man, for episode 222. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show. I'll try to be better next week, everyone. <laughs> you don't get a chance to answer that. <laughs> no, I'll have to give you a hard question. Thanks for watching, though, and listening. Um, have a great week, everybody. Stay safe. Weather's bad out there. We will see you next Monday. Have a good week, everybody.